Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, March 2nd. And we will be at Gulfstream Park. And a nice card culminating with the grade two fountain of youth on the road to the Kentucky Derby. That's the last leg of the late pick four. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keelan's director of wagering development. We uh, hit a late pick four for the folks last week for $800 plus. So good old uh, Wayne Lucas, the coach, came through with a maiden winning a stake. Uh, Lemon Muffin, I believe, was the name. So yeah, paid $58. Yes, that was nice. Uh, let's jump in here, see if we can uh, do something similar. Starting in the Grade 2 Gulfstream Park Mile, flat mile uh, for four-year-olds and up on the main track. I didn't have a strong opinion here. Where did you land? You know, I looked at the uh, Fred Hooper, which is the, the prep race for this race, and the top three horses out there look awfully good. Uh, Tumba Rumba won it, but Castle Chaos only lost by a nose, and Steel Sunshine was another three-quarters of a length back. And I... I'm just assuming that the quality of that race should stand up because every one of those horses uh, had a good shot if you if you just look at their previous three races. Now, Castle Chaos, for some reason, went off at 27-1 to 1 and got beat by a nose, whereas Tumbarumba was 8-1. Um, was to 1. So there wasn't a whole lot of uh, betting support, but they all ran well. I'm going to use all three of them, and I don't know which one of those three uh, should have the advantage here. I mean, it's very unusual. It'd be unusual as Tumble Rumble, Tumble Rumble beat them again. So I think Steel Sunshine may have uh, the most upside. Third, third race of the layoff, uh, they brought him back in the Harlan's Holiday with a 96 buyer and lost to O'Connor, who I think came back and won. So uh, I'm going to use those three, and I'm going to use Wit, the Todd Fletcher horse, shipping down from New York. Um, the horse ran in the... Uh, uh, Pegasus Turf, uh, Pegasus Turf Invitational on uh, January of 23 and didn't run badly, a 97 buyer, and then was laid off. Had some issues, but has come back again, third off the layoff as well. So uh, this horse has has a shot in here just because of back class. So I'm going to use the three horses coming out of the, the, the race who wound up with a great finish and then wit, and I'm going to take those four. I think uh, Shaq Diesel, might be a little bit less than these, uh, coming out of an optional claimer. Uh, El Morocco, I could make a case for, did not run well in the uh, Pegasus. So I'm going to say that uh, he might need another one, but uh, he, he may be the favorite here. I'm not going to use him. I'm going to use the three horses coming out of the Fred Hooper plus wit. I did see, as we tape this, that uh, Castle Chaos is almost certain to run in New York where he's cross-centered, I think in the stymie at uh, Aqueduct. Uh, but I'm going to put him on the ticket just in case because I think he definitely has a, a big shot, really, all three of those. As you mentioned, it's if you like one, you like them all three. Uh, but I took Wit on top. I, I thought his one-turn dirt races are really good, and then they switched him to the turf and two turns and got off to a good start, and they never really uh, built on that. So he's working great. He's back on the dirt. It's Todd Pletcher. And I just thought the fact that there didn't look like there were any superstars here that uh, maybe Whit on the uh, on the main track could get them. So I'm going to use those four, and then Il Miracolo is going to be the other one. I like the cutback from longer races to the flat mile. He's won at Gulfstream, been facing some really good ones, so I'm going to put him on the ticket too. So I'll go five deep, but Castle Chaos is likely going to be scratched. The 12th race is the Grade 3 Canadian Turf. This one's for four-year-olds and up at a mile and a 16th. And I went to Turf King for Chad Brown. I think it's about time for that barn to heat up, and this is a big day, 
and this horse has won three out of four starts. Coming off a long layoff, but I don't think much about uh, worry much about that with Chad Brown. So I'm going to try Turf King over Emmanuel, who's one for one at Gulfstream. In fact, won this race last year. Um, ice chocolate out on the outside for Cassie. Not a great post, but I'd be less. I'd be more concerned if it was a mile turf race rather than a mile on the 16th. So think he can uh, navigate from there. He's won here before from the 10 post and did it at a mile with a 96 buyer. So uh, I'm going to use that one as well. If I went deeper, it would be smoke and tea, but I'm going to uh, leave him off and focus on those other three to keep the ticket at a manageable level. Turf King on top. How about you, Jim? I did not use either one of those two uh, that you mentioned first and second. I used smoke and tea. Um, this horse, uh, I was at Churchill uh, back in May when he won an optional uh, 80000 and he was uh, touted to me that day, and uh, he's, he's done nothing really wrong since then, including a win in the River City last year at uh, Churchill at a mile and an eighth on the turf, has been off since then, cuts back in distance, uh, has not won at Gulfstream, but hasn't run badly here. So uh, I'm going to use Smoke and Tea on top with Sue McGahee and Johnny Johnny V. And then I'm going to use uh, a tone, a horse that you didn't mention, for Mike Maker coming off the um, the Pegasus Turf Invitational. And the horse only got beat by one and three quarters to Warm Heart, and I'm very busy, um, was coming from out of the clouds. It was uh, next to last at the top of the stretch and wound up, gaining about six and a half lengths down the stretch. Going to be fit, cuts back to a mile and a 16th, uh, has won at Gulfstream before, including uh, the win in that pre- in that um, turf imitational Pegasus Day last year with a 103 buyer. So I think a tone is coming into this race very well. And they put uh, Paco Lopez on him, which is interesting. Maybe they're going to try to get him out of the gate a little bit better because he has been uh, trying to come from out of it. So uh, we're not together at all in this race i'm using smoke and tea and a tone to two and the six and that's all i'm going to do in the pick four take us to race 13 jim the grade three honey fox phillies and mares four and up at a mile on the turf that's two turns on the turf track i thought this one was the most wide open of the uh of the four um chili flag for chad brown uh and i read ortiz is probably going to be the favorite in here coming off um uh, an effort in the uh, Philly Mayor turf on Pegasus Day where she got beat by two and a half to Didia, a very, very nice Philly that we both love. Um, Chili Flag drops back to a level that she should be able to handle here. I'm going to use Walkathon for Ian Wilkes coming out of the Grade 3 Endeavor at Tampa where she won uh, over Be My Sunshine, who's also in the field. I'm going to use Ancient Peace on the outside for Brian Lynch. Um, second off the layoff, ran didn't run well in the Raven run last year, but they switched her back to turf uh, on January 27th, and she ran big here, got beat by Play the Music, about three-quarters of the length. Got to use uh, Walkathon for Ian Wilkes, uh, as I mentioned, and Spansive is my other horse for Todd Pletcher, the four-horse. A very lightly raced filly coming out of an optional race at Gulfstream where she ran behind Play the Music, an ancient piece. Uh, got to think that she's got a big upside here. Won her first two races uh, at Belmont and Gulfstream and comes back here in a in a very uh, tough spot, but I think she may be better than what she's been running against. So I'm going to go, uh, I think, five deep in here, and I I could be talked into some others. Be My Sunshine left her off, even though she, uh, she ran right with Walkathon. So uh, lots of options in this race, I think. I ended up on Candylight, the two, second start for the Safi Joseph Barn and ran an improved race in the first out. 
on January 27th and uh, now moving back from Tapita to Turf. Uh, walkathon. Of course, I like last time at uh, Tampa. Uh, I think it has uh, some class and maybe getting back to uh, her best level for Ian Wilkes. So I think she's capable of winning two in a row. Be My Sunshine was a close second to Walkathon. Another one from the Joseph Barn that's uh, gotten really good. Spansive for Pletcher. Uh, Chili Flag for Chad Brown was only beaten two and a half by Diddy, as you said. So those, I like all five of those and uh, don't really have a strong opinion. I thought maybe I'd get a little price on Candy Light, so I would take that one on top. Uh, so Candy Light, uh, but a, using five in here in the pick four. The 14th race is the grade two Fountain of Youth for three-year-olds at a mile and a 16th on the road to the Derby. Jim, how do you see it? Well, the obvious horses are Doorknock and Locked. And you certainly got to use those two, and they're going to be probably eight to five and two to one, something like that. Uh, probably would favor Locke here uh, simply because he's run some better races against better competition, including the Breeders' Futurity at Keeneland last fall. Uh, the horses that came out of that did not run that well in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, however, as he he went off as the favorite and got beat six and three quarters to Fierceness, Moose, and. Um, uh, you know, finished third, but was well beaten. Had some time to rest. Uh, is one of the early favorites for the Derby. Uh, no reason why he can't win it, but there's also no reason why he really has to win it. I think he just needs a good race to get ready for the Florida Derby. Uh, Dornock, on the other hand, was very impressive last year, breaking his maiden at Keeneland, uh, one of the more impressive efforts of the fall, and came back in the Remsen and won that. Um, and has been off since since then. So Dornock uh, beat Sierra Leone that day, who has come back and won since then very impressively. That was a race where Sierra Leone came from way out of it, and then Dornock came back on the inside. So it would be interesting to see if he duplicates that effort on a fast track at Gulfstream. So uh, those two are the op- obvious ones. But I'm going I'm to use a couple other horses that were extremely impressive in a Gulfstream race on January 27th. He beat Victory Avenue that day uh, by one and three quarters, but Victory Avenue had a little bit of the worst trip. He broke in and then had to be rushed up to the lead and ran big, only got beat the lead in three quarters, and he ran a 97 buyer to Speakeasy's 100. Now, there's a lot of people that say they won't repeat that number, and that's very possible, but if one of them does repeat the number, uh, they're going to the, the other horses haven't run that, that fast. Locke only got a 94 in Breeders' Cup Juvenile last year. Uh, of course, this horse comes back as a three-year-old in January. Speakeasy gets 100. But anytime a horse breaks his maiden and gets 100 buyer, I'm going to use him to jump up in class, obviously, to grade two. But Todd thinks this horse has got a shot at the Derby. So uh, he put Ortiz back on him. I think he's got a shot in Victory Avenue as well if he comes out and runs a little bit cleaner race. So going to use those four. If you maybe pick one to win, I would probably take uh, Locked just because of back class. But I think the two horses coming out of the maiden race have a shot. I ended up taking Locked here. I went back and forth between him and Doorknock. Um, Locked is uh, the grade one winner in the group, and that was with a wide trip at Keeneland in the Claiborne Breeders Futurity. And um, he really exploded turning for home, and that's why he was so highly regarded for the Breeders' Cup race, in which he was a little further back than I think he needed to be, and he was down inside, and he was eating a lot of dirt, and they uh, uh, Jose Ortiz was really scrubbing on him to get him to go. But once things separated out a little bit and he was able to get out to the middle of the track and get some space, he started to run much better. And I think drawing the eight hole here will be helpful 
uh, to him. I think maybe this is one that uh, likes to be outside of horses. So uh, I'm going to take him on top for the Pletcher Barn. Doorknock, uh, a close second off uh, that nice win in the Remsen and then the, the comeback effort as a three-year-old. And then um, Speakeasy and uh, Victory Avenue were the only other two I considered. But I'm just going to go too deep on the more accomplished horses and um, keep my ticket at a manageable level because I'm going deeper in other spots. So I'm going to go five deep in the first leg. One, two, three, four, five, but the one's probably coming out. Three, four, ten in the second leg. Two, three, four, five, six in the third leg. And then five, eight in the last leg. That's $72, but likely goes to 60 if uh, the horse in the first leg, Castle Chaos, does indeed scratch out. What is your ticket looking like? Well, we differ on the second race. Uh, similar on the others, I think. Uh, I have an $80 ticket with one, two, three, five. And if your horse comes out, it'll be reduced to 60. With two, six, with four, five, six, seven, eleven, with one, three, five, eight, a little more coverage in the Fountain of Youth than you have. So that's an $80 ticket. It's a really nice card. Some good maiden races early, and the card starts early at 11.15 a.m. Eastern Time. One other note, Santa Anita's Big Cap Day card scheduled for Saturday is being pushed back to Sunday because of the impending heavy rain that they're slated to get. So you'll have those races to play on Sunday and either parlay your Saturday winnings or get back ahead for what you lost on Saturday. Best of luck wherever you're playing this weekend. We'll see you next week for another edition of the In the Money podcast from KeelanSelect.com.